Hey, box owners, this week's episode is brought to you by none other than Awkward Essentials, a new kind of no BS hygiene company. They love breaking the internet and providing personal solutions for hella personal problems. And if you guys copped that official box owner subscription box, you saw a nice little product in your box called the drip stick. The drip stick was invented um, pretty much to solve that after sex problem of all of that moisture. So it's a super soft medical grade sponge that quickly soaks up all of the excess fluids internally so you can move on with your day or night. As you guys know, it is problematic as fuck to not only not use the bathroom, but lay in a whole bunch of mess <laughs> after sex. So this product helps you do just that. And for our box owners all across the motherfucking world, we are bringing you now a promo code using box owner. That's B-O-X-O-W-N-E-R. Use that over at awkwardessentials.com to receive 15% off of your order. This does expire February 28th, so be sure to get on over and save 15% off of your order at Awkward Essentials. Now let's get on with the episode. Hey, box owners. We sold out of the official box owner subscription boxes in just 12 hours. Yes, we did that. So shout out to all of my official box owners. Also, I'm super excited because for the next five weeks, we will be joined by the founders of all of the products that you found in your subscription box for this week. I am being joined this week by Frances. She is the owner and founder of The Dripstick from Awkward Essentials. And guys, it is exactly what it sounds like, a dripstick. Oh yeah, I paused because I needed you to think of what that may mean to you. <laughs> Again, I'm super excited to be combining these conversations um, as it pertains to not only feminine hygiene and feminine health, but also as it pertains to our sexual health. Here goes something. Um, hello? Hey, girl, hey! Oh, my God, I have been dying to meet you. Oh, cool, okay, hi, I'm, I'm Jessie. Well, I'm your genitals! <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Do you want the grand tour? Uh, yes, please. Great. Okay. Um, well, up top, this is the clitoris. It is where the party happens. What do you mean by party? Oh, gosh. Have you ever been electrocuted, but in a good way? No. Okay. It's a very important spot. Oh. This is the urethra. That's where the pee comes out. Oh. I didn't know there was a second hole. Well, there's three if you count your anus. I don't think I do. Yeah, me neither. She's an asshole. That's a joke. Oh, okay. No, she's a lovely lady. And a drummer. Um, what else? Labia majora. Wow. The labia minora. Oh, hi. Oh, and this part here is the uh, actual vagina. Oh, weird. Sorry. I assume the vagina was like the whole thing. A lot of people do that. All right. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go now. No, what? Stay forever. I wish I could. Oh, don't be a stranger. Hi, Francis. Hey, Mandy. How's it going? <laughs> it's going. So listen, y'all, I know the Captain Awkward. I was like, what do I call you? Um, and Francis was like, well, I am, you know, there's a lot of titles to me. So Francis, what is Captain Awkward? What, what, why do you want to call yourself that? So, I mean, technically, I, I am a founder. I am the CEO of the company. I am an inventor. But Captain Awkward is just 
it's it's what I am. I mean, our we sell a cum sponge. So <laughs> what else? Like what other title am I going to use? And so we found it very fitting, just given that our company is cheeky and kind of weird and basically a company version of my personality. I love that. So, you know, b- before we get into the cum sponge and how you came about that, I'm actually curious for a lot of women that listen to me, including myself, being in the sex space. Is it really that awkward when you go into like boardrooms and meetings or trade shows and you're pitching this product? I I didn't even think about it until you just mentioned that. So I guess to start, the product is a medical grade sponge that gets all the fluids out of your vagina after sex. So for those of you who are on birth control or, you know, with a long-term partner and that's something that you're comfortable with, um, that's what our product is used for. And when I first pitched the product, um, yes, it was terrible. I mean, I remember the absolutely horrified faces in the room (laughs) staring at me like, what is this chick even talking about? Like, she's crazy. And from there, I kind of learned to talk about it in this way that was like, okay, hey, I have a husband. This is what happens to me. I'm not a fan. And this is what I invented. And so kind of shifting that narrative has made it a little bit easier. I will admit there are many men and women who are not comfortable with this topic. And so, um, yeah, it's awkward, but you know, as long as you just, you roll with it and I just, I talk about it and just say it, people are like, what is your company? And I'm like, Oh, we make a cum sponge. And I usually get like a pause and then they're like, wait, okay, what? Like, tell me more. (laughs) So let's talk about that. Um, For my listeners, um, I'm currently with a partner where I'm having unprotected sex. And what what is it called when they just come in you? Oh, God, I can't even remember the goddamn club. Well, that too, that too, uh, the cream pies, that the cream pies. Uh, So for those of you who still have not caught on yet, basically, guys, what we're going to be talking about today. And again, I talk about vaginal health and how it affects your sexual health so much. But we are all aware that if we stay moist for too long down there, or even just the fact that after sex, yes, we know that we have to get up, use the bathroom, uh, pretty much clear out everything that's going on. We're talking about the unprotected sex and the fluids or cum or whatever else you want to call it that is normally inside of you right after sex. Francis has invented a sponge that pretty much uh, gets all of that extra moistness and juiciness outside of your vagina because as you guys know that could lead to all types of irritants, um, infections, bacteria living there. Francis, I want to know your story as to how you felt this was a problem or when you started experiencing like there's nothing out here that resolves this issue for me. Can you share that with us? Sure. So even though I'm a founder, I'm kind of like an inherently lazy person or (laughs) I I really like efficiency. And so I know that there's women out there who don't mind the messy cream pies. It's not a problem. But for me personally, like every time I would have sex, you know, I would like cross my legs and like roll off the bed and then like sprint to the bathroom and just sit over the toilet and just like wipe and wipe and wipe with all this toilet paper. And every time I would be like, oh my gosh, like 
it's it's endless and it's inside. And so every time I tried to look for a solution on the internet, there was people talking about it in different forums and they would talk about like a sacrificial sex towel or like an <laughs> old t-shirt, you know, just like that crusty thing in the corner. And I'm like, okay, but it's inside. Like, that's great for the outside. You can kind of keep right. it. But my problem is inside. And I just, I would be at work the next day and I would just like feel this like gush. And I'm like, is it my period? No, it's my man from the night before. Or like, you're like walking around the mall and you're like, oh my God, my period started or I have to run to the bathroom. It's just, it just wasn't comfortable for me personally. And so just looking for a solution on the internet, nothing came up. And so the inspiration for the actual sponge um, came from baking. So <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> came from like baking in the kitchen. Yes. Okay. So not, I, not, not yeast baking in your <laughs> vagina, but actual baking. Physically baking a cake in the kitchen. So I've had a lot of jobs, like many founders, one of them being a baker. And so I think like many of us, if you've ever made a cake or, you know, something in the kitchen, there's like this tool called a rubber spatula where you use it to scrape all the batter from the bowl. I don't know if you can see where this is going. Okay. Yes. No, I do. Uh, yes, kind of, sort of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I would bake a cake and use the spatula, like Twisted Francis was like, oh my God, I wish I had a spatula for my vagina. Then I could just like get it all out in like one fell swoop the same way I'm doing it with this cake. And so, I mean, obviously it kind of evolved. It's not a rubber spatula. It's like a soft medical grade sponge, but that's truly where the inspiration came from because I was like at the source internally, a rubber spatula. <laughs> can I, can I ask you what it was like trying to, uh, I, again, you are an inventor in this, but what was that process like finding things that you felt comfortable putting up in you, uh, finding the right size. I'm actually holding it now in my hand. Um, I think they're, they're, they're super cool. Again, to think that there's still things being invented, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I just want to know what that process was for you then, because it is quite different than that little scraper baking tool. I think even though the product seems pretty simple, like coming up with a product takes a lot longer than you would think. So I had to do a bunch of research. Like what is safe for the vagina? What are people already putting up there? What exists on the pharmacy shelves that is okay? And then for the size, I had to rely on what already exists. So knowing yes. that, for example, tampon companies have millions of dollars that they can spend and do research on like average vaginal lengths, average vaginal widths. And so using what is already out there and leveraging just the fact that other companies have money to spend on this research to kind of inform our product. And so I had to pull all that information together. I mean, it took a while. It wasn't a quick process and just a lot of trial and error and even finding a medical factory that could manufacture it for mm. me that could do um, a sponge that was like thick enough and long enough and to have the handle. It just, it took maybe a year or so to invent this thing. Cause initially everyone thought no one knew what I was talking about. I did a, like, they're like, you're crazy. I did a really short accelerator. And I remember I was pitching, the, I kept pitching the product. I pitched it like three or four times. And then by the end of the program, 
I remember this girl walked up to me and she was like, oh my God, I thought you were talking about a wipe the entire time. Oh no. I was like, no, like I said, sponge, I said handle, like, why, why do you think that? And so I realized that unless someone like sees it or has it in their hand or like sees a photo of it, it's really difficult to understand what it is just because it doesn't exist. Like it's not something we normally do or use. Right. I wanted to know with your research, um, what negative effects have you found happen inside of the vagina if women don't decide to clean up afterwards? Uh, were, were you familiar with with any of that? Yeah. So I had a hunch that it would help. I mean, being a woman who, like many of us, have had yeast infections in the past and have had stuff like this, like I know that excess moisture is not positive. Um, as far as our product, we don't make any of those claims because we're so small, like we don't have the capacity right. to do that research. But anecdotally, you can see on our website, like in our reviews, there's plenty of customers who have said that for them personally, it's helped reduce yeast infections, it's helped reduce UTIs. Um, it's really Amazing. interesting. Um, even I think we have a review and there's a woman that has like a hysterectomy and she's like, this has been super helpful because it has nowhere to go. And so just different use cases wow. have come up that I, I've never even thought of. Um, I did a podcast with um, Dr. Donica, like a couple days ago. And she was mm -hmm. like, Oh, this would be great to use before you have sex. So it's not all. Oh, yeah. So it's not like the red wedding, like in your bed. And I was like, what? That's really interesting. That didn't occur to me. Oh, you mean when you have sex on your period? Yes. Yes. Oh, so see, I don't do that. <laughs> I was like, uh, when you said the red wedding, I was like, uh, wait one moment. Uh, so I, I guess another question I wanted to ask, because again, as far as sexual health, a lot of us do not talk about it. You mentioned when we first started this podcast that after sex, you kind of just closed your legs, rolled over, and went immediately to the toilet. Now, here's the thing. I, of course, never had the conversation regarding what to do after sex, let alone really sex with my with my parents. I want to know, where did you learn? Uh, was it friends? Was it family? Was it your partner? Was it just your your mind telling you? Where did you learn that after sex, you should go and clean up? If anyone's ever had a UTI... I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we, we just know as women. <laughs> yeah. I think like, well, so I actually remember my first UTI in college and it's the worst experience that I would never wish upon anyone. Um, and that is actually how I learned, like, you have to pee after sex. And no one, no one taught me. Like, I didn't know. I didn't talk to my friends about sex or if we talked about sex, it wasn't this kind of stuff, right? It wasn't like, oh, make sure you pee after sex. Like, I I'd never had that conversation, even having like the birds and bees conversation with my parents that that didn't come up. And so right. I think sex itself is already so taboo. And then you have the after sex part, which is just absolutely, I don't know, more taboo for whatever reason that people are not talking about. And so it's, it's very surprising to me that something doesn't already exist for this and that a lot of a lot of women and even a lot of customers and comments that we get, like they don't know that the urethra is different than the vagina. Like you cannot pee out all the extra fluids because it's just a different hole. That's not where he's putting it. Right. A part of me wonders if this conversation, like you said, is so taboo because there has been such the push for protective sex. 
even myself, I'll be honest, a part of me never wanted to share if I was having unprotected sex with someone, especially before I got a partner. Because we're normalizing casual dating now, you also technically aren't normalizing raw casual sex, you know? But what's crazy is, yes, like you said, you had a UTI after it. I, we mentioned yeast infections. Outside of STDs, which of course is so many women's fear, there's so many other things that go on down there that can be affected with not only raw sex, but the after effect of raw sex. Do you talk about uh, with your partner that you're using this? Or is this something that you kind of just do in your own little cleanup session in the bathroom? So 30% of our customers are men, actually. So Wait, wait. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's. Okay, I'll let you finish. And then I would love to hear more about that as well. So 30% are men. Uh, we actually, we have a private Facebook group and it's really interesting because there are a lot of straight men in the group who are like, Hey, I, I bought this for my partner. Like very, very thoughtful men who have either heard their partner like complain or, you know, heard their partner's distaste for this after sex cleanup or, I don't know, realized what was happening. I mean, I have encountered some men who have no idea what she's doing in the bathroom afterwards, which is shocking to me. But I think the majority of men are very thoughtful. And so, yeah, we do have a lot of men who are purchasing this product for their female partner. And then um, on top of that, we believe we have people using it anally. Um, That is not the intended purpose at this moment in time. (laughs) But um, (laughs) totally fine if it works for you. It's just we don't, we have a few reviews that have um, referenced using it anally, but uh, it's not something that we've done our research on. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly sitting here trying to think of me laying in bed with my man and he just turns over and has this stick in his hand to put up my vagina and clean me out. That would be really thoughtful because I do love the after sex cleanup of, you know, a warm towel, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, normally he wipes me off though when he comes all over on top of me. Mm-hmm. On top of me. Um, I guess, is there anything else you would love to share about uh, the drip stick and it's it's inception. Have you thought of anything else that'd be a part of the Awkward Essentials umbrella? Yeah, we do plan to focus on the drip stick for a while just because there is there's like a learning curve. There's just this like educational, I guess, like mountain that we have to climb and normalize. Like we have to normalize one, this conversation, and two, yes. the product. And so we plan to focus on it for a while. But at the end of the day, the goal is to just offer hygiene products that address these weird, sticky, gooey things that like no one is talking about, um, just like the dripstick. So we're very excited, you, but you'll see the You dripstick. mentioned, yeah, you mentioned education. Um, I would like to to lead there uh, before we close out. So educating people on this, I want to know, is this something that you would recommend um, maybe mothers discussing with their teenage daughters who are sexually active? How do you anticipate educating the masses about the drip stick? So I think a lot of women who are having sex, once they see it or get a short description of it, they they get it, right? Because we put all kinds of things up there. Like we put tampons up there, we put sex toys, we put penises, like a lot of things go up there. So it's not too far from the norm. It's just the use case is unusual. But I think 
if you're a woman and you've this has happened to you and it's just not an experience that you think is really pleasant, then um, there's an understanding. So, so far it's a lot of word of mouth. Um, we have like our website, we have our email newsletter, we have a private Facebook group where all kinds of crazy conversations are going on in there because I think once you talk about cum in your vagina, really nothing is off limits because it's such an unusual nothing. topic. Nothing. <laughs> I, t- I was telling my friend about your product the other day. Uh, because I knew we were going to have this conversation. And she was like, oh my God, that's genius. She literally said she'll sit with a, actually a bowl of water. She has a bowl that's in her bathroom and she takes the water and kind of splashes it up in there to bring everything out and then wipes. And I was like, you do what? But yeah, I guess she said she likes to cleanse it with water, but she has a bowl that she like splashes to catch the stuff, I was just like, she's also pregnant, so I don't know if this is a pregnancy tip or not. I'm not sure. She does a lot of things with her little pregnant belly, but she was like, oh my God, I wonder if I could use this because outside of the come with her partner, because she's pregnant right now, she said, I get this crazy discharge that is mm. bothering. And she was like, it's not a smelly discharge. It's not a yeast infection discharge. It's just, I guess, from she said, the sack that the baby is in or something Hmm. she said that she just gets a crazy discharge uh for those of y'all listening carla may have mentioned it on a previous episode um and i was just like oh i didn't even know that was a thing um so i guess i want to ask you too is this something that you would recommend as well for someone who is maybe experiencing a lot of discharge yeah i mean so people are using the dripstick for they're getting really creative and using it for a lot of these cases. Oh, oh goodness. So we have, I remember we, we had a message from someone who said that she gets too wet during sex. So she uses it before. Um, I hate people like that. I know. All <laughs> right. All right. I'm just so wet during sex. Do you know how many people wish they had that problem? <laughs> I know, Stacey, Like the lube industry would be destroyed. You know? um, <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean that, or like, um, I've had, I had someone told me that she uses it like for the last bits of her period. So like, she's not getting that like Uh, brown. Yeah. Like you think your period's over, so you don't use a tampon and then, you know, you look in your underwear and you're like, Oh crap, it's still going. So it's, it's really interesting. I mean, people get creative. Like you were saying, there's all kinds of things that go on down there. Um, and (laughs) it's, it's interesting to see what people have come up with. Um, I guess I did want to ask because it is on trend now. I know this is a medical grade material. Uh, Is it organic? Is it, you know, is it vegetable? I don't know. I wanted to say vegetable, but there's just all these different terms now with organic products. Um, I wanted to know if if it does differ in, in any way than a tampon. Yeah. So a tampon is like a really dense piece of cotton that's meant to absorb over an extended period of time. Our product is a sponge that's like really poor. So it absorbs almost instantly upon contact. So you don't leave it internally. And I think that's something that I should be clearer about. Like you don't have to leave it in there. You just like insert it and kind of swirl it around and then you remove it. So it's an almost instant absorption as opposed to a tampon. I I love that we were able to talk uh, about that specifically. So yeah, if you're listening, guys, this isn't something that you just stick up in yourself and leave it in there for some time after sex. It is literally used during the cleanup process of right after sex. Um, 
like I said, it's it comes in a great packaged box, but also they're individually wrapped um, inside of the box. So if you're someone that doesn't like a lot of these things shown or or visible in your bathroom, you could definitely put it in a drawer. Or like I said, I love that they are individually wrapped inside, but the box is actually cute. And again, I don't think any man is really going to know what it is, honestly, yeah, because no. they're just not hip yet. I can't wait to use it. I'm actually going to be seeing my man today, but I'm probably just going to give him some roadhead. But the next time we have sex, I'll definitely be using this. I guess, uh, Francis, before we get out of here, what is a bit of advice? Um, I normally like to leave with all of my guests giving a bit of advice. Uh, you pretty much resolved an issue that we have for after sex removal of fluids. I would love for you to give advice to anyone who may question if they really need this is uncomfortable with this conversation as a whole. I mean, we're here. We get all kinds of people who talk to us on our chat about all kinds of things and have questions. So we're here if you have questions or you're not comfortable with it. I mean, I will say that it's a really unusual thing to bring up, but if and when you do bring it up, everyone will want to be a part of this conversation because people like talking about sex and they do. It's it's very relatable. I mean, it's, you know, if you know anyone who's on birth control or in like a long-term relationship, even if they're using condoms, you still have to get up and pee. Like it's a very yes. relatable conversation. Um, but if you're feeling awkward, uh, we're here for you. <laughs> Where can our listeners um, or any of my followers, once once they hear this episode, where can they reach out to you and follow you? So we are at awkwardessentials.com, or you can find us on social. Um, our social gets a little wild, too. We're <laughs> I <awkward>. love it. <laughs> We're Awkward Essentials on Instagram, on Facebook, Awk Essentials on Twitter, and um yeah, come say hi, join our group. Um, we're always around. You can email us, hey, at awkwardessentials.com. We're more than happy to answer your questions or just to be there if you want to talk to us about something. And I was actually going to say, guys, if this conversation uh, felt taboo, if you go to the Awkward Essentials Instagram page, there will be way more things brought to your attention that you probably had no idea uh, you should even be worried about or think about. Um, I think that you're doing a great job with your social. Um, like I actually mentioned, I actually got put onto the Dripstick and Awkward Essentials through my group chat. Uh, shout out to my one of many group chats with my homegirls. This type of stuff landing in my group chat is not surprising. But we did actually have a whole conversation about the usage of this and what it's like after sex for us. Your product got brought to my attention. I'm super excited to use it. And I'm also super excited for anyone who received January official box owner box. They get to try out the dripstick. Stay tuned because I am going to leave you guys with a promo code and a little bit more stats and facts about what you should be concerned about with after sex, uh, taking care of yourself <laughs> after sex. But Francis, thank you so very much for joining me. Thank you, Mandy. Bye. 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 So talking about sex, how do you guys clean up when you're done having sex? Do you clean up or you just roll over and snooze or do you go to the bathroom and wash up? You know, best thing to do is this, don't just roll over or if it's early morning sex, don't just quickly wear your, you know how they do it in the movies where you just sit there, I'm going to miss my cab and then you just see her wear her underwear. Don't ever do that. That is bad hygiene.
do not do that. I am so excited that Frances decided to partner with us. She was so fun. That was such a great conversation. And if you have ever had unprotected sex, you know that it does feel kind of squishy down there when your partner ejaculates in you. And I did want to let you guys know, because we always like to share a little bit of stats and facts at the end of every episode of Period Sis, that sperm or ejaculate leakage from the vagina after sex is normal and is expected. Sperm leakage can actually be a good thing because it means that there is enough of the ejaculate there. Anything can throw off our pH balances. After sex, I know sometimes if we get fucked real good, we just don't want to move. But sis, you got to get your ass up and you got to go in the bathroom and you got to wipe yourself down. Of course, we always definitely do the after sex piss. That's important because it can keep you from getting UTIs and yeast infections and just irritants down there. For there to be a product that can help you really Get up in there and get that extra moisture out of your box. Go on over, support a woman-owned business, one who cares about the awkward things that we have to deal with as women, you know? So go on over to awkwardessentials.com, use promo code BOXOWNER, and get 15% off of your order I truly do hope that you enjoyed this week's episode and this brand partner with the official box owner subscription box. If you're listening because you've stumbled across this podcast, either through your searches or through listening to horrible decisions or see the thing is definitely go on over to our website, official box and join our mailing list so that the next box drop you don't miss out on and you're able to keep up with all of the goodies that we give you in between each box drop. So once again, guys, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I'm your host, Mandy B. Hope you all are enjoying these tales of womanhood. We here, baby. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys.